and a flirty inch, and he'll take a flirty mile. Hey, everybody. <laughs> this is the 27th episode of the Good Friends Podcast. No, it's 29th. 28th? What? No. 29th. Is it? Yes, yeah. it is, because yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Should we start that again? No, that's it. That's just what? organically. Honestly, this is the episode where we start showing our seams a bit, like letting our listeners in. Like, it's messy back here. You know that seam that kind of runs down your, like, it's like goes down your scrotum and like onto your taint of yeah. your body? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like on We're showing hands. everybody that. Yes, this is definitely um, taint era Good Friends podcast. <laughs> Everybody's got a seam down there. Is that what tainted means? Is that like what like the root of that is? I I don't follow your question. <laughs> I don't. Jack, I need you to listen. Like, when something is tainted, that means there's some like kind of impurity, right? Right. So, but is is like the point of reference with that word supposed to be like your nasty taint? <laughs> I hope so. We'll say yeah. <laughs> Let's say yeah for now, but let's not close this off to asking again. (laughs) No, that's fair. I think that's super fair. It's really fair. I don't even know. What conference could I attend to ask this question? The NAMBLA conference. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure the members of NAMBLA would know. Great. Like, yeah, like, like, excuse me, Dotties. I have a quick question. When something is tainted, is it a reference to your taint? They're like, yeah. Just come, just come into this van. We'll talk about it a little more. I'm like, yes, doggy, it sounds good. So as you go, I taint it as the door closes. As you get ethered. As I get... <laughs> oh, the word ethos has eaten it. Speaking of, is that what I did? Like, ugh. Well, that was actually a great segue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. If we can be honest. <laughs> Because we got we got some nasty dotties on the yeah, I guess the agenda. So. Yeah. <laughs> this week is honestly the nasty daddy episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine with me, man. Nasty daddy. The fans have been clamoring. We've been meaning to. It's just time. We can't avoid it anymore. This is finally <laughs> We've the nasty been meaning daddy episode. To? <laughs> It's been on the itinerary. I keep emailing it from fake email accounts, <laughs> pretending it's fans. We just need to do it and get it out of the way. The good friends, nasty daughty episode. Rod keeps triple underlining it. I keep I keep highlighting it and showing up in flirty underwear, being asked to change. It's the nasty daughty episode. Nambla. All right, nasty daddy episode. I would love if Nambler could be our sponsor. Would that not be wow next level? Oh wow. Like holy I mean, potatoes. <laughs> no publicity is bad publicity. I'm not sure we want Nambla to be the first organization that's in our corner, though. I mean, I'm not sure we don't. Like, are they that bad? Well, they are. It is the North American Man Boy Love Association. So yeah, they advocate <laughs> being in love with little boys. For being in love with little boys. Yeah. How how are they legal? I'm not sure it is legal. It's an illegal I don't know. org. I, let's Google it real quick. Let's see. Nambla. I'm probably going to get on the fucking, like some sort list. of, yeah, some sort of watch list now that I've typed this into my computer. I know, Nambla. How you become a member? It's just the fact that you, like, are curious enough to, like, find out what it is and the, the police arrest you. Yeah, and then the FBI. Oh, man, look at their logo. It's so, uh, is it trying nasty? to be, it's trying to be, like, cutesy here. Is it, like, a crest? Like, a seal? Like I'm going to send you seal? the thing on, no, I'm going to text it to you. Hold on. <laughs> Let's see. Just the Wikipedia page. You got to look at the the logo on the Wikipedia thing. Of course, it's based in San Francisco. No, it is not. Are you kidding? 
New York and San Francisco. Oh, my God. They're going to launch an app. <laughs> they probably already have one. What would be the Nambla Tinder grinder? Oh, my God. Oof. It would be, like, the closest playground to you. Yeah. Oh, it's <laughs> fucked up. Like, you tap, and um, it shows you the sh- closest candy stores, the closest vans. Yeah. Just great. Closest okay. unmarked vans. Closest unmarked vans. Nambla's nasty. Do you think they're in San Francisco because they tried to align themselves with, like, the gay rights movement? Ooh, I hope not. No, I don't know. I think they are in San Francisco because San Francisco's kind of like a beacon of weirdos. Oh, God, this is, like, a pretty, like, brutal, like, misreading of the kind of weirdos San Francisco likes. Should we start protesting Google Bus and pretending to think it's Nambla? (laughs) Start associating Google Bus with Nambla, you mean? Yeah, just being like, the rent's going up, and I think we know who's to blame. Nambla, just taking over the city. (laughs) What happened to the city I love? Keep it weird. Right. I Facebook, think it's a good idea. Nambla, Google, everyone it's true. moving in. Thanks, Google and Apple Bus. Yeah, great. You just really opened the hole, pun intended, for Nambla wow. to get in. Oh, why isn't this loading? I just want to see this nasty logo. Just Google it. Just Google Nambla and go to the Wikipedia page. I'm stressed out. I cannot even with them. I actually watched it's this. It's really... Like, s- there's one documentary about them. It was not even a documentary. It was literally called, like, The Devil's Brew or something. And it was, like, a 45-minute short doc, and it's nasty. It's really fucked up. I like, didn't this know logo. who they were until, like, a year ago. Until just now. They should launch an app. You know, honestly, I'm not, lo- I'm not just saying this to be controversial. I really think that what they need is, like, a better PR strategy. <laughs> I would not be against applying. Um... <laughs> Actively helping old men fuck boys. I mean, it's more about just, like, how can we, you know, change the conversation? Like, what do people think of when they think of Nambla? Like, what do we want them to think of? Well, people think of men fucking boys. Mm-hmm, I'm listening. And what would you want them to think of when, when people think of the name Nambla? I want them to think of something respectable, something forward-leaning, something... You know, I'm thinking, like, we could have, like, an e-reader. We could have, you know, like, a maps app. We could... Ooh, maybe it could be, like, a, a religion, like, a Scientology. Oh, my God, so we can get, like, tax cuts. They're like, yeah. this is all good, but, like, can I get boys easier? Like, no. What I want is, oh, my God, wait, is it this rainbow one? This thing that's, like, got a big M no, and a little B. Nasty. Wait, how? I feel like Rod. kids designed this. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. It's really predatory, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. I think it is. I feel like kids. Oh my god! Wait, I just saw a Nambla poster, and it's like a cute kid going, "Shh, don't tell." Oh, wow, nasty! I think we found our episode image for the week. Oof. Yeah, you're gonna have to save it. I can't find it. Don't worry, I will save it, and I will be making it everyone's wallpaper when they leave their computer unattended. Oh, I see. This little kid going, "Shh, yeah. don't tell." Secret, Secret Nambla, Nambla meeting. meeting. <laughs> Like, hey, guess what gives away the secret? This huge poster yeah. of a boy telling me to be quiet. Right. That's also, this looks up. just like Max the boy I babysit. <laughs> mm, like, even oh this poster no. looks like a Snapchat. <laughs> 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 like, it, did I take this picture? I, I like these. Yeah. yeah, it's fucked up. Oh, my God. Wait, scroll down a little bit more on this Google image page. Do you see the woman with, like, the huge boobest and, like, the head inside of a toilet? I do. What is that? What is going on in that image? Why did that come up? There's also a couple ones of the Nambla Bulletin. Yeah, I was just looking at that, and Claire Camp better get her inbox 
in order because I'm signing her up for the, for the Nambla, Nambla Bulletin. I just found the ultimate prank. Joan the Hustler News. Oh, God. That kid looks this dark. Nasty. He looks dark. He's been through it. Oh, my yeah. God. Numbla. Who's like the president of Nambla? Do you just get arrested the second you show up? I don't. I'm not sure who's. Oh God! There's like a. Oh Jesus! Tighter than a twelve year old. Oh God! A bunch of these are like showing like Nambla supporting Obama. Yeah, that is so vicious. Whereas Nambla, like, come on, like, what? Why are you using us as like an insult? And then was Obama like, come on? Ugh. Oh my God! This logo is nasty. That's like a Nickelodeon orange color scheme. I want to throw up. So anyway, don't join Nambla. I don't even know how we got down this rabbit hole. Well, honestly, we're not getting out yet because we have a we have a story. We, we have something we want to talk about that launches oh, right. off from Planet Nambla a little bit, which was right. this article that ran in Slate earlier this week, basically about the idea that people are writing personal essays more than ever, which is absolutely true. But the the peg that the article begins with is this piece that um is actually part of a larger piece by natasha rose um china shiner i think is her last name about mm. her falling in love with her dad <laughs> and not falling in mm. love like literally bonging <laughs> like oral banging oral, is that it is, is are we supposed to believe that it just ended at that no, no, I think she probably had lots of sex with her dad. What on earth? Yeah. I was reading that being like, one, nasty daughter. Two, huh? And three, musing the state of the personal essay amidst yeah. my absolute disgust. That is so dark. It's pretty fucked up. Have you ever known anyone that's hooked up with a parent? No, oh my, that's so dark. No, but I did take a, uh, I did take a class in uh, cultural anthropology when I was a freshman at UC Davis, mm-hmm. and like for half the quarter we studied about um, incest. Wait, half the quarter? Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> we we did we read like a whole book on incest, and then like for a month and a half of it, there was yeah, <laughs> that seems it was crazy that seems excessive. I don't know. The guy was really into it though. The teacher. Like, All right, so week six, you know what? We're gonna keep on going with right. incest. You like that? Right? <laughs> Ugh, why? That's nasty. No, but basically, it was just about how people are naturally drawn away. I remember when I first read this article because I did re- read it when it came out. Okay. I remember thinking of this class and being like, oh, this is odd. Even in like situations where biological family members don't know each other, their predisposition is to not be attracted to their, to, you know. Your predisposition right. is to be attracted to to, to to some kind of variants of genes, not necessarily ones that you're made of. Right. Yes. Totally. So. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Because she didn't know her dad until like 16 or something. Yeah. Really intense. And also, yeah, no, totally. So you'd read what article? Not the slate, but the article they're talking about of the essay. I had read, I had read the Jezebel piece. Got it. Before. Uh, well, it's like a whole thing on her personal blog. It's called Salt, and it's like an eight-part both. Just like personal essay, all about this truth from like her childhood on, childhood on. About man, about a dad penis. About dad peen. It's called dad peen. A life. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like 
I don't know what to think. What do you, okay, number one, what do you think about the articles? I, what do you think about personal essays? Do you think there's too many of them? Do you think, I think it, you see them all the time? Because I feel like I do. Yeah, I mean, I think um, because, like, a personal essay is something that the article did, I mean, it does a good job of pointing out, like, it's just straight up cheaper than, doing a personal essay is much cheaper to produce and write than doing a piece that's, like, fully reported. Right. Both for you the don't writer need, and the editor and the publication. It's just easier right. all around. It's easier for everybody. And uh, it's easier, it's cheaper. And plus, with, you know, the advent of the internet and stuff, you can have freelancers who have unique experiences write a piece at a time or something. Like, this woman who wrote this article, she's not, like, a columnist for Jezebel. Right. She's like a one-off writer. But she's also like someone who actually had a story. Don't you feel like, I feel like I see personal essays written by people who have nothing to contribute to this earth sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll just read them and they'll be like, like, there was that one that was like, I was the, like, there were, like I was doing yoga and there was one black woman in my class and I felt bad <laughs> for her. Do you remember that piece? No, I don't remember so, like, that I one. I was literally just like, I felt bad for the one black girl doing yoga in, our, in my class. Why aren't there more black people doing yoga? I wondered. Mm. Like, what? Why are you articulating this? Like, why do you feel like your voice is crucial? My friend Lane graduated, got her MFA in creative nonfiction at the new school. Um, I went to, like, the big reading for all of the graduates of her program. Yeah. Every single piece thesis final piece that they all had to produce before they graduate was a personal memoir every single one of them every last one 16 personal memoirs in a row well you know we are all special all of us have a story to tell do yeah. we no literally, literally don't i don't think everyone's interesting do you i really don't well, I know I'm not interesting. You're the least interesting person I know. Yeah, right. But there's many just like you. And right. I want you all hushed. To shut up. <laughs> I just want you all silenced. <laughs> no, but it was crazy. And every piece, like, it got comical. By essay mm. eight, it was literally just like, I remember waking up in my bed thinking, so this is college. And it's like, oh, my God. Like, why? There's too many pieces of writing about people writing about themselves. Why do people like writing about themselves so much more now? Probably than because before? we're like trained to do it from where, like, when we were a little kid. Personal essay is something that you do every single year. Every it's single true. year through school. And honestly, some of the professional ones are just as good as the ones I was reading in middle school. Yeah. <laughs> like Absolutely. the quality has not necessarily increased from star testing on. No. Star testing doesn't help. Star testing does not help with the creative essay. Think piece, writing, pitching that to Slate. I remember the essay that I would reproduce every single year had to do with the uh, the time that I broke my uh, oldest brother's nose with the boxing glove. <laughs> Wait, yeah, you wrote that like a mil- more than once? Like, yeah. Why? Yeah. <laughs> because it was uh, arguably the most interesting thing that had happened in my life up until, you know, I was 13 or 14. How did you do so. it? Just walloped him good right in the nose. I would lo- <laughs> Right, bang, right in the kisser. Is that the full story? <laughs> He was lying down on the couch, and I kind of jumped over and really wound up and knocked him right in the nose. Oh, with what, your knee? My fist. What, you meant to do it? Yeah, absolutely. Wait, what do you mean absolutely? Why? We had, like, these uh, boxing gloves, right? These like, sock and boppers. I don't know yeah, if you're... I remember them well. 
you fill them up with air. Yes. And then it was a box of I hated of love. them. We had them. We've okay. gotten them for Christmas. And, uh, you know, three boys, roughhousing. Hot. The hole in the, <laughs> in the sock and bopper. <laughs> there was a hole in the sock and bopper. Okay. Ran out of air. <gasps> it, it got all flat. No. Yeah. Oh, my God. The story actually has tension. So, uh, Did yeah. Did you know I, the hole was there? No, I no. I mean, I must have been somewhat aware, but I don't know. It's not like I had it on my on my hand and said, uh, "Oh, now, now, now would be an ideal time to punch my brother in the I'm face because it's just my that. fist." I think you knew there was a hole. <laughs> maybe subconsciously, maybe subconsciously, <laughs> and I you knew. you could get away with it because you'd be like, "I didn't right. know there was a hole." <laughs> so I did it, and then uh, I break his nose. Of course, he had broken it like a month before. Oh my god, even worse. Yeah, so it was already broken, and so I just rebroke it essentially. Oh my god, did he screech? He was very upset. Did it hurt so bad? He didn't seem like he was enjoying it. It seemed like it hurt. <laughs> did he look up at any point and say that was a little kinky and I kind of liked it? But I'm telling no, you, no, no. And he's not going to write a personal essay on Jezebel about it either. <laughs> my brother broke my nose, and I'm pretty sure he knew the sakabapa was deflated. By or that my day. brother, my brother broke my nose, and I kind of got turned down by it. <laughs> that's his um, acceptance. Like that's his like uh, essay to get into Nambla. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Wait, that story is messed up, and you should honestly go to jail. <laughs> yeah, I probably should have. Anyway, go to jail. I punched his nose and broke it, and then my dad just sat there, kind of giggling. Oh, wait, was your mom like, "Oh God"? I don't. Th- my mom wasn't in the room. I can't remember why, but it was just my dad, and he was just kind of like, <laughs> "Oh my God!" While your brother was gushing blood, going like, "Help yeah. me!" Yeah, right. Oh my God! Did his nose ever like grow straight again? Yeah, I mean, yeah, he looks fine now. Does he? Doesn't he? Have like a... <laughs> uh, yeah, I think so. D- Jack. He doesn't have like a crazy hook nose or something. I think I'll be the judge of that. Tell okay. him to send a picture of his nose to goodfriendspodcast at gmail.com. Matt. Matt, Do I that. want a picture of your nose. Um, <laughs> you know whose personal memoir is my favorite, though, that I'll never get tired of reading? Who? Is the girl who did the fuck book at Duke. The Duke fuck book girl. Wait, who's that? A couple years ago, there was this girl who made, like, a PowerPoint presentation of all the dudes she banged. And she, like, rated them out of ten and, like... Oh, my God, presented it, like, in a class? Or presented it to her friends or something. Oh, my God, amazing. But then it, like, leaked onto the internet and and it was, it was, it was, it was great. It was so, it was so great. Oh, my God, wait, did she get in trouble or did everyone love it? Did the guys love it or were they mad? Well, the guys who were in the fuck book probably weren't very happy because when it leaked, it still had all their personal information, like their names and their... Pictures, ratings, everything? It had, like, pictures of them and, like, yeah, ratings and names and stuff. That is um, so funny. That is great. It was it was hilarious. Yeah, it was really funny. See, that's that's a good essay. That's a good essay to me. A fuck book? She needed to tell that story. But I still don't know why everyone feels the need. Even this girl didn't plan on publishing it. Why does everyone like writing Wait, about everyone, themselves? Can you say that again? <laughs> she didn't plan to publish it. It was just um, for her flirty friends for a sleepover. Mm. Right? Yeah. Or did she do you think it. or do you think she leaked it on purpose? The fuck book? Yeah. No, she didn't leak it on purpose. Maybe she did. I don't know. She probably did. I think she had gotten like a couple of book de- book like rumors or something or people wanted to sign her to a book deal or something. Based on that book? The fuck book. <laughs> what? 
It was a PowerPoint, not even a book. So it was a PowerPoint signed, presentation. She, there were rumors of her getting a book deal out of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a fuck book. Excuse me, like what on earth? <laughs> well, you know how like the first season of Girls is like all about Lana Dunham wanting to have these crazy experiences so she can write about them so she can get a job. Right, right. That is like an exact. That's a great. Um, joke on this entire thing we're talking about of why people write about themselves because that's like the thing that character is like that is that person that just wants to do things to write about themselves as opposed to writing about themselves because they've done something but that's why the first episode first season of that show is the only one that's worthwhile because then the rest of them are just are just like the first season was so great because it felt like it knew it was ridiculous but then every subsequent season feels like it's just an episode but, of Friends. Yeah, but also, like, I think the first season knew it was ridiculous, but at the same time wasn't that ridiculous. Like, yeah. it didn't feel as far away from a real life as these last few seasons have. Yeah. Like, I feel like I knew what that type of person is, like, who that type of person is, because they're so real. And, like, I feel like yeah. we've lost sense of definitely who that character is, but, like, that's what this article is about, because this article that we're talking about also talks about how, like, it's primarily women that write these pieces, but, like, most of, like, the personal essay, like, culture comes basically from, like, women writing about their experiences because there's just, like, more of a desire of women to, like, read the works of other women that is, like, personal in this way. And so this kind of creates this, like, vacuum of, like, if you're a woman, you can only write about these things and, like, whether or not that's mm. that's productive. And, yeah, that, like, the character of Hannah is, like, kind of about, like, kind of all about that life. But, I mean, all of this just feels like it's an extension of, like, of like blogging and stuff. Do you know what I mean? It's just like blog culture that's reached its like hideous apex or something. That's how every major cultural trend starts though. It's like some stupid thing that people were doing because they had time and it was free. Right. (laughs) Yes, totally. Like we did live journal because when we were 14 – we were angry and angsty, and, and that was, like, a good outlet for it. You, one would think, but I look back at my live journals, and it's just, like, weirdly detailed lists of what I did during the day. <laughs> it's like That's just how your angst manifested, though. Right, in this kind of, like, listen to me, like, way. Right. Of just, like, I had, talk about having nothing to say. <laughs> like, I literally Some just, like, people would just, I listed yeah. my sandwiches. Like, I listed right. things I ate. <laughs> some people would just copy paste lyrics oh my god some people who shall remain nameless would copy and play, paste james blunt lyrics like it was a part-time mm. job i know who you're talking you about, know exactly I'm who i'm talking about she's taking new york by yeah. storm <laughs> and we're not going to say her name on this pod but she knows who she is if she's <laughs> for some reason listening i don't think she would who knows anymore who knows in this world But, yeah, I mean, I would read that. I would read those articles. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how to feel about it. I don't want to feel like a curmudgeon and be like, why are people writing about themselves so much? I just know my instinct is never to write about myself. Not really. What would your personal essay be about? Um, Wait, honestly, if I was to write a personal essay, it would be about the time I literally accidentally shit my pants while I was talking to my mom on the phone. And this was literally a month and a half ago. (laughs) This was, like, less than two months ago. Like, I 100% just shit my pants. It was the weirdest thing that has ever happened. And I just had to be on the phone, like, mm-hmm, like did not did not know what to do. I'd write an so entire book about that. You, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. 
you shit your pants. Yeah. And then what happened? I attempted to, like, figure out. I spent, like, a good portion of my mom talking, like, trying to figure out what had just happened, like, to really see if that's what was, if what I thought had happened had happened. I Mm. did a verification. It had happened. (laughs) And... I cleaned up like while staying on the phone because I was too embarrassed. So you were just like, uh-huh, 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 mm-hmm. uh-huh That's crazy. Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> yeah. But like, I'm sure like the, if you were on the other line, you were hearing like progressively more <laughs> um, like erratic uh-huhs. Yeah, right. Like as you were talking, like from like, oh, wow, uh-huh. To just like, uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Like the wash going in the background. Uh-huh. Like, Scrubbing and crying. Yeah, like and you can call me back. I'm like, no, continue. Like, shh, shh, shh. yeah. <laughs> like literally, just like that. So I mm. read a whole book about that. Like chapter seven, when I realized that'd be the <laughs> <laughs> like chapter twelve, doing something about it. Right. Like I was when I realized it wasn't a fart. <laughs> yes, that's what it started as. I didn't want to get vulgar, but let's be real. I literally thought I was passing gas like any red-blooded American woman, and it happened. Yeah. And it just happened. When you're squatting in a bush and you start to feel your tush. What on earth? That sounds like the Nambla slogan. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like the slogan for their like weekly wilderness retreat. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what it is. I that read is it off their website. Nasty. I think it, there's a high likelihood that Nambla as an organization is not one that's in existence anymore. Wait, really? Why do you think that? Because they they advocate fucking boys, so I'm although they do they although they do have an up to date logo on Wikipedia, it might be outdated by several years. That's the thing I'm trying to say. But I, this is one of those things where it's like, was this like more in fact? Is this is like molesting little boys like more nineties? Like when was it ever okay? <laughs> like, you know, um, like why now? Why would they suddenly I don't be know, like, the yeah, 60s? I'm over this? <laughs> The 60s. They, everything was good in the 60s. That is- <laughs> Didn't you watch True Detective? Yeah, wait. This is like the one plot line I don't remember being in the show. One of the only yeah, plot when- lines available. Oh, wait. Nambla, there's Nambla.org. Oh, my God. Check oh, it out. This is so dark. Oh, my wow. God. Wow. Wait, are you on the website? Yeah. That's the True Detective theme song. Never mind. <laughs> like, literally, as you're on... You know, you know who should do a Nambla movie? David Fincher. I would watch a David Fincher Nambla movie. David Fincher's Nambla. I would watch that. I'd watch it. I would give it every award. Remembering a lover of boys, Michael Jackson's Dangerous Liaisons. What? Is that an essay on Nambla's website? Yeah. Who wrote this? <laughs> like Martin Bashir? Uh, I can tell you. Some guy named... Oh, now I'm getting... Uh, it's freezing and I'm getting DDoS attack. No. Some guy named Eric Tazalar, and he's got he's like the only author on like half of these posts. On oh here. my god, I would love to talk to this person and be like, "What are you up to?" Here's someone who needs to desperately write a personal essay and expel his demons. <laughs> Stories of man boy love, the criminal injustice system. Hmm. <laughs> criminal injustice system. You got to go to nambla.org and read read the comic that's on the first page. I'm honestly scared. I don't know Do if I, I, don't, I don't want my computer to like figure it out. Do it. Nambla.org and just look at the look at the cover uh I wanna die. Cover graphic. <laughs> Nambla.org. Oh my god, wait, dark. This has already been clicked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. Purple link. 
Must have been after that documentary, Devil's Brew or whatever. Devil's Brew, man. I gotta watch that one. Oh god, I will find it and send it. It's on YouTube. It's called something like that. It's called like the Devil's Car or like the Devil's Seat or something. It's nasty. Ooh. Oh my god, it's loading. Yes. I have like fifteen tabs open. You know that life. That's that's messed up. That's messed up. But so anyway, the uh, personal essay. Yeah, I don't think it's it's probably gonna be around for a while. I think it is too, and I actually find it really frustrating. It's like I was reading that article, and it was definitely something I'd noticed already. I just don't think this. The <clears throat> I don't think the idea that like everybody's story is like like everyone worth is worth telling is should be part of like the larger thing about like everybody being worth something. Do you know what I mean? Like I think everyone's story can in like a philosophical worldly way be important, but like not everyone should be able to like make art. <laughs> also that kind of just uh pushes people to like lie about stuff too yeah totally you probably just yeah you have like this james fry thing of like okay well i've been given an inch and yeah. now i need to run a mile like i don't know like what to do no it's like really crazy and like i just think that there's like the idea of like young people writing memoirs which is pretty much what personal essays are like doesn't that trip yeah. you out young people yeah. can't be writer like you can't be a writer if you're a kid <laughs> You can't be a memoir writer if you're a kid, you that's can't for be sure. A memoir, you can't be any kind of writer if you're a kid. Writers have to have lived a life to write. Yeah. yeah. There's no such thing as a child prodigy in writing. <laughs> what about, uh, uh, what's his name? Who? Shakespeare. <laughs> How old was he? <laughs> yeah, I guess he wasn't a kid. Yeah, he was, <laughs> what if that was, like, the one fact about Shakespeare that is, like, <laughs> super important that I didn't know that he was like nine yeah. and wrote all of these pieces. Yeah, yeah. I mean, number one, yeah, no, that no, Shakespeare was not a baby as far as I know. But yeah, you can't be no, a kid. Right? I don't know. I think personal, I think there's too many personal essays. I think we should delete all of them. <laughs> That's what I think. Just, uh, Control A, delete. Yeah, can can the internet and the earth just do a control A or control shift delete? I don't know, yeah. it's just too much. It's way too much. People build entire brands off of the fact that they told like one funny story. Like, get out of here. And this is such an this is such is this such like a millennial thing too? This whole idea of like so. an entitled generation that thinks like their every move is like very important. It feels like it's some weird extension of like it's just kind of a perfect storm and yeah and like a storm of like millennial world and of people not wanting to pay for legitimate reporting and journalism right no i think you really hit it i think what it is is that like this always happens like these industries take on things that were fun because people were doing them and it was free and it was just like a thing and make and blows them up like it happened with blogs happened with youtube videos like, yeah. it's just how it works. That's how it always works. But Rap it's music. Annoying. Yeah. No, 100%. Rock and roll, blues. It's nasty. And I do it blame, like, the the period of hipster culture for, like, also part of it. That was, like, the time in which, like, self-documenting, like, really started, I feel like. What was the start of the hipster movement? I don't know. I mean, like, like when? Like, when did it start yeah. to me? I feel like it started in, like, 2003. Yeah, I, I think bet. of hipsters as being, like, from 2003 to, like, 2010. Because there were definitely hipsters at Davis when I was there. Yeah, I think it was still really popular then. I mean, I, like, my biggest pet peeve is when people use the word hipster now. It, like, literally is so embarrassing, I feel like. 
because it's just, using the word hipster. Yeah, it's just like it's so it's like it's literally like if someone called someone a hippie or something, or like called someone like a yeah. beatnik. Like, yeah, it's this like dead movement that is that is just so dead. It just makes you feel so like out of touch. Like I feel like people don't even know what they're talking about when they talk about hipsters. Like when I was in. When I was thinking of hipsters in like high school and college, I was not thinking of like artisanal donuts. You know, that was mm. that was not what a hipster was to me. Did you read the article about the couple in the 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 couple in their mid twenties who live in the Washington State who live exactly like it's Victorian era? Oh my god, I saw that circulating on the web and did not click it. I literally yeah. was like, I will not even bother. Are they? Do they talk in like ye old English? I didn't see. I didn't know, but I read like. I couldn't I click it. I, I couldn't bring yeah, myself to it was... click it. I was like, I literally in my head was like. I hope they changed all the locks of, the, of their house so it's really complicated, and I hope that house catches on fire. My favorite, um, I don't know. I always just like to, the hipster movement, I agree. It's kind of a stupid thing to talk about and even just, like, allude to yeah. at this point. Yeah, or, like, it, or like to talk about know. it with such little specificity at the very least and not yeah. look at it as this thing that was completed, that it was a real thing. Even, like, Victor, like, that was another thing. Like, I, people also called people who loved, like, old things hipsters. To me, a hipster yeah. was someone who was, like, wearing, like, an American apparel hoodie, was, like, really apathetic. Like, it felt like the real hipsters were people that were older than us. You and I are, like, 26. It was people that were older than us who probably had older siblings in the 90s. That's what the hipster generation was to me. Mm. The younger siblings of people from the 90s. I'm not even sure what a... Yeah, I mean, I'm not even sure what a hipster, what people get at when they're talking about hipsters. I definitely don't know anymore. I'll see someone, like, pickling something. They'll be like, oh, hipster. I'm like, what pickling? Like, what is that? Like, what does that mean? But I think it kind of just, I think part of the hipster thing is, like, do-it-yourself, home manufacturing. You know, like, you ever go into, like, Phil's Coffee? Yeah, I love Phil's. Love a good mint mojito iced. To me, that's, like, very hipster because they don't do the... They don't have, like, just normal drip coffee. They do the stupid douchey thing where they have, like, the the paper and then they, like, pour it and it's, like, this fancy pour and, like... You know what I mean? I do know what you're talking about, but I just never... To me, a hipster was always somebody who didn't care about things. Like, was somebody who was, like, so, like, whatever. Yeah, see, but cares? this is so, like... And this is right, someone who cares because, a lot. Right. <laughs> like, I, a, like a hipster would never describe know, yeah. the process of coffee making. They'd be like, who cares? That was like a hipster to me. Mm, it was like apathetic, disaffected, disinterested in things. These people, like pickling is a long process. <laughs> if you're pickling, yeah. you love pick. You love vinegar. Hipsters didn't like anything, I thought. Mm, interesting. I thought that, yeah, I, I mean, I guess I kind of just always assumed hipsters were like, people who wanted to be self-reliant and like try to of being apathetic about certain things, but then taking pride in like what you're able to accomplish as a person outside of some like, I don't know. traditional yeah, model and, of doing it. Right. And it I was, think that was kind, part of it. I think you are kind right. of just like rejection of, of what we're given or something. I don't know. Because like the whole, I grew up the hipsters that I was around when I was at Davis were like, super i don't know you always knew the hipsters because they were the ones like who could build a bike and like fix a bike and like ride a one speed and be do tricks and like roll their own cigarettes and yeah totally oh my god roll your own cigarettes that's so true that was that is the through line like brew your own beer yeah 
No, I, but then but then you also think of PBR. You know, like you also think yeah, of like that's true. the like ironic shitty, consumption the of shitty things. Yeah. And then you also think of like the artisanal love of expensive things. So it's like it's a very broad You're right. chasm. But I do agree with you too. I think that's like really part of it. I mean, I think the to me, like, the pure hipster as, like, this thing that was and no longer is is definitely somebody who wanted to seem like they didn't care but cared a great deal. This is why the show Portlandia is so great. Right. That, to me, is, like, more of a – that, to me, is more of an appropriate breakdown of the complications of hipster life, even though I still feel yeah. like it came after that movement ended. It definitely did. It definitely was late to that party, at least to the one that I was interested in. I love the fact that – they they like at the beginning of the series they're like Portland it's a city where you can live from just working like three hours a day right <laughs> the dream of the nineties which is right. which is exactly that thing the younger siblings yeah. of the nineties it's that idea yeah. it's so good I wonder if you could still do that there but I mean it is funny because like Definitely not. I do think that like the personal essay is the leftover of of former hipster hell of that earth mm. because I feel like hipsters were like so obsessive about documenting everything like like i think of like like the first time i heard about williamsburg was through like blogs i'd follow of like hipsters that were like cool on the internet in like the yeah. late 2000s and it was like polaroids like pictures i feel like hipsters like predated the kind of documenting that would become the cultural norm by like a few years mm. and then were immediately surpassed by it like instantaneously you know what I mean? Yeah. And I feel like the personal essay is that at its, like, worst. I feel like it's related to that. I feel like it is the the mainstreaming of that thing. It's the uh, jumping the shark moment. It is. It's definitely when the main... Yeah, that is what it is. The personal essay is just a... It's like the jumping of the shark of young people blogging. It's now, like... Like, why is a 35-year-old in a yoga class writing a personal essay that could literally be on her Zanga and sent to people in her email list. Wrap it up. It's Arthur Fonzarelli decided <laughs> to jump a shark when they're in Malibu. I just cannot believe that there was a moment where a, a room full of writers on the show Happy Days were like, what if he's jet like water skiing and jumps over a bunch of sharks? <laughs> yeah. As like a finale. As like yeah. a season finale. A cliffhanger. <laughs> a cliffhanger yeah so insane so insane but i love that that term has become such a like you know who uh invented thing. that term um the writers of happy days right no well the term jumping the shark that refers to like a series kind of going past its like potential right, right. which is but it's like that the origin of that is from that episode oh are you saying who utilized that scene as like the great example of that thing and then yeah kind who? of like it was a staffer for the Howard Stern show. Is that true? Yeah. Wait. John Hine. Whoa. That's crazy. Beep, beep, beep. That's me asking you to back up the truck. That's so, crazy. Just a little tidbit of knowledge for you. That is such an amazing thing to coin. Isn't it crazy to think the people that like coin those turns of phrase? Yeah. Like Nathan Rabin, this writer of the AV Club from like years ago, he has like not written for them for years, coined the phrase manic pixie dream girl in his review oh, that's so funny what yeah. weirdly it was so specific and he like coined it yeah. in his review of elizabeth town and it mm. became like an academic <laughs> like film studies bit of terminology it's what's so it well. say, say it again manic pixie dream girl manic pixie dream girl yeah like a Th female character in like a movie who's written pretty two-dimensionally and who's very like right. flighty and like just like 
Like just take life. Your, yeah, like life. Life just yeah. happens. And who's like basically like solely written to like make the man find himself. A very good example of this recently that we were led to believe uh, was someone who was a manic pixie dream girl was um, a, a, what's her name in Mr. Robot? Daphne? Oh my god, um, yes. Oh, what is her name? It's not Daphne though. Wait, what is it's it? Darlene. A, Darlene. Yes, totally. She was so, yeah, because like, yeah, well, we won't spoil, but that type of comfortableness that she has with the right. main character is definitely manic hinging pixie. on that trope. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Because I mean, even that is based in a way on Marla Singer from Fight Club, who's kind of this way yeah. darker manic pixie dream girl. Right. Like when I think of manic pixie, this is why I never thought Zoe Deschanel was like a fair example of one because I think manic pixie dream girls are very like not sexual. I think of them as like, in like infant, like like a girl, like mm. a young girl. Like I think right. of someone who like does not. Like, I'll just, like, hold your hand and, like, bring you into this life softly, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Where Zoe Deschanel just wants to fuck everything in front uh, yeah, of her. I feel like, yeah, I feel like she just sits on top of a moving, um, you know, washing machine all day, like, spread, and it's just, like, having herself a time, like, reading Foucault, but, like, still going to town. I don't know. Right. Like, on New Girl, she's, like, oh, she's, like, it's, like, a very active sex life, and it's, like is what it is <laughs> she's know? getting smashed on a lot <laughs> she's getting nbc smashed on yeah but yeah but no it's funny to think of who thought of those terms i that's why that's why i want to know who came up with taint i know it's tainted taint they're connected i do think it was someone at nambla it's probably the guy who writes those articles on the front probably. page of Nam- nambla is the nambla front page editor <laughs> he came up with the term taint yeah to describe his favorite part of a boy and what it's like to infect something like uh all right well, on that note <laughs> okay on that note we should we, sh- we should move on but let's switch uh switch course this is here, after yeah. the nasty daddy episode and nasty daddies don't stay on one topic for too long i'm not sure that there's any <laughs> kind of precedent for a nasty daddy episode so we're, we're safe i think I, I hope so can't promise anything. Hmm. Um, I mean, we can go straight into. You never need to doubt it. I'll make you so sure about it. Couple days. This one was like global news. I know. Over the course of six hours, like the the little clock kid from Texas. Clock is. kid. Ahmed, I stand. Hashtag I stand with Ahmed, which I, I stand with Ahmed, which was so extreme. But I was so happy. That was a really that was a very frustrating story on like a million levels. Mm. Um, well, the devil tongue doesn't go to Ahmed, <laughs> which you should say. Oh, what? I was giving it to Ahmed for, the for building a bomb. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Um, I mean, I think we want to give it to MacArthur High in Irving, Irving, Texas. And the staff of this school that should be burned to the ground. Ideally with a bomb, ironically. I didn't read, I didn't read the story. Um, was his? Did he have an assignment to, like, build a clock and bring it to school? You know, I think, so, as far as I know, he's just, like, an engineering aficionado and is just, he's like... He's a nerd. Yeah, as far as I know, he's just an absolute Dorcas Malorcus. And <laughs> he just, like, built this <laughs> clock, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Well, I'll say this. I don't think it was for an assignment. I do not think it was for an assignment. Because if it was and the teachers were like, what did you build? (laughs) It would be insane. I know. I think he came with it or something. I don't know. The details of the story, the outrage silenced the details (laughs) for most. This is my take, okay? Give it. 
first of all, if he didn't have a specific assignment to, to bring a, a homemade clock to school, why are you building a clock? Right. This is what he gets for being a brown noser. In Don't show off. Yeah, I agree. Don't come to school with a fancy metallic case. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm listening. Containing wires and such. Yeah. I wish I could send all of these brown nosers to jail for a day. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Too. I think Ahmed is probably the guy who, who, like, five minutes before the bell on a Friday is like, so we don't have homework? Right. <laughs> That's Ahmed. That's Ahmed. I don't stand with Ahmed. He's also the kid who's like, wait, you forgot to collect the homework. Yeah. <laughs> Weren't we supposed to have a pop quiz today? Yeah. Oh, Ahmed. I know I would make fun of him if he was... Living with me or went to school. With living me, so. with you, Nambla. Why was he living with you in this fantasy? <laughs> I'm not talking about fucking Ahmed. Yet. <laughs> Yet. Right. I would at least wait until he's 18. I mean, yeah. No, I get. Yeah, that's probably a good call. But Nambla would frown upon that. <laughs> I'm just saying, if Ahmed was 26 and we were living together, I'd probably doing a whole lot of like sighing and shaking my head, and then. Doing the face palm. Yeah, most definitely. He'd be like, hey, what, Jack? Yeah. <laughs> no, right. Ahmed's definitely a loser. And I think that, you know, the all the hubbub surrounding the transparent racism of this school um, covers up the real problem, which is that he's a dork and right. should be punished in some way for he bragging be about being able to build a clock. Right. He shouldn't be punished for building a thing that looks like a bomb, he should be punished for being a nerd. Yeah, totally, which is how high school should be. Like, let's banish racism and just establish once and for all the caste system of how high schools work. Should he be at the bottom because he's Muslim? No. No. He should be at the bottom because he's a dork. With all the other dorks. Right, exactly. All the black dorks, the white dorks, the Mexican dorks. That's the world I want to see. I want it to be colorblind but still definitely separated. I want... Segregated just along class lines. Yes, exactly. Along, like, yeah, high school class lines. (laughs) Like, freshman losers get the, like, diaper end of the trash can when they get shoved in. They get the shitty, shitty skid-marked underpants... (laughs) From when they get atomic yes. wedgies. Honestly, don't mention skid marks because as chronicled in my 18-chapter personal essay, <laughs> um, that's not something that I find humorous. Um, well, sorry. It's okay. I'm um, sorry if I offended you. I apologize if I offended anybody. Yeah. Outrage culture is... <laughs> hashtag I stand with Rod. <laughs> yeah. What if everybody just had pictures of them holding underwear with skin marks? marks. <laughs> Hashtag I stand with Rod. <laughs> no, but that school is garbage. And then the letter that yeah, they released to true. the press was literally like, like, don't worry. Everything is okay. He's not in jail. And it's like, huh? Like, oh, I <laughs> hope not. He did get arrested, though. Did you see the photo of him with the handcuffs on? Yeah, and his face is literally like, huh? He's like, What? <laughs> That was outrageous. That was outrageous. And it happened the same day as the GOP debate, which was just kind of like its own little bit of viciousness. Did they talk about that? Um, I don't know. I didn't watch it, and I will never watch watch those things. I don't get people who watch those. You know, I don't either. I watched it for like five minutes, like just to see like what its like form and shape was. And they were literally talking about Reagan as if he was still alive. I was like, Mm. we need to wrap this up. I don't hear one 
Democratic candidate ever mention really an idealized figure of the party like that. Reagan? They Every once in a while, Democrats will reference, like, the 90s and, like, under Clinton. That's true. Right. Well, definitely, definitely crucial now. But I just think Reagan, like, wrap it up. It's the last time people really felt good about a Republican candidate. And, and you know, I mean. But who people, are people? Yeah. Like, Wait, Repu- what do you mean? like, Republicans felt good? But even, like, even people who aren't, like, political sometimes will have very strong opinions about Reagan. Yes, sure. Um, but I just don't... I mean, like, what is it? So you just, like, reach back? Like, what is this idea of wanting to bring everything back? Do you know what I mean? Like, that is the entire failure of the Republican Party, this constant discourse yeah. about bringing America back to how great it was. Like, there's never a talk about pushing it forward. It's always, like, people who nailed right. it in the past. Like, shit we have to do in the past. Like, when they're talking about, like, literally getting rid of Planned Parenthood, talking about, like, abortions, I'm just like, what year did I tune into? Well, that's why they're the conservative party. They're conservative. Yeah, no, absolutely. And also, if I was able to ask Donald Trump a question, I'd literally be like, how many abortions have you paid for? I know he's paid for a bunch. He'd probably call you a dirty liar and then threaten to and build a luxurious apartment. <laughs> yeah. He threatened to build a luxurious house. apartment on top of your body. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I'm going to bury you right here, and then I'm going to build right. a luxury condo right on top of you, and it's going to be all glass. It's available now. Like, wait. It's going to be very classy. <laughs> going to fill it with gold. It eventually stops being a threat and just becomes like a yeah. pitch for this building. Right. You know he's paid for a million abortions. You know this. Yeah, Definitely. Definitely. That is the one thing I want someone to scream. I'm like, you're a businessman from the 80s. You married Ivanka. I know you were cheating. You definitely got a bunch of girls pregnant. No doubt in my mind. Well, Donald just wants you to, you know, he wants the abortions to be illegal because God said so. Is he religious? Since when? Since Since when? Since he wants to be, dude, he's a politician now. He's got to pretend like he's a little bit religious. So he loves God. And he wants you to just use back alley abortionists. That's it. He just wants you to, you know, go into yeah. your local coat hanger store. I was and... going to say, his, like, uh, instead of stickers, he should have, like, those, like, scent things that you put on your, like, front shield, <laughs> your front-facing mirror near yeah. your steering wheel. And there should be little coat hangers with Trump 2016 on it. <laughs> just coat hangers. Just coat hangers. I fight mm. for a woman's right to choose when she puts the coat hanger inside herself. Like, oh, right. okay, buddy boy. You could also go to an egg emporium and get egg beaters. <laughs> egg emporium is hot. Yeah. Should I change my Twitter name to at egg emporium? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> do it. There's worse things. Well, anyway, it was the most viewed uh, telecast in CNN history. So. Uh... 22.9 million viewers. Ah, that is stupid. Everyone who watched it is insane. You shouldn't watch it. That's what I want to yeah. say. <laughs> like, yeah. hate watching it is only helping. It's true. Oh, that is so gross. Whatever. Double Tongue still goes to the high school, even amidst yeah. that. Horny. <laughs> uh, uh, nasty Dottie. Okay, good friend <laughs> of the week. My Nasty Dottie of the week. <laughs> <laughs> Is um, Wesley Morris, the film critic for Grantland, who was like swooped up at the New York Times today? Well, yeah, I mean, he was only on, he was only at Grantland because Bill Simmons convinced him to go over. And then since Simmons, like, Grantland might not even exist by the time October rolls around. That seems to be the topic of discussion, which is really crazy to me. 
Yeah. That's I mean, that's nuts. T- <laughs> well, look, they all all the people they got on at the beginning of of Grantland's conception, they all signed these contracts that lasted out of like four years or something. I think it's been and, year by year. I think they've been a series of one year contracts. Well, but they all they all sign them around October, so yes. this is like and Morris the, is starting on the nineteenth. Reaping of time, yeah. I mean, yeah. right now is like when guys are going to be fleeing or not. It's true. I didn't think Wesley would be the first one to leave. I thought Rembert would leave first, to be honest. But Rembert Brown, yeah, I I thought he would leave because he's like was had a particular affinity for a, a particular loyalty. Yeah, Simmons. but where would he go? What do you mean? I mean, like, he would follow of, Simmons. I don't know. I don't know if I see Simmons doing anything in pop culture in, at HBO. I see sports being his like real yeah peg. Though I think Rem is into that too. I don't know. I mean, Rembert was on Air Force One with Obama. He was like one of like four journalists on the flight to Selma. I think Rembert's like carved out like if not a niche or a beat like a name. I think after I think after Wesley Morris, he's probably like one of the more notable names at Grantland, mm-hmm. in my opinion. I'm, and Wesley is only taught because he won the Pulitzer in 2012 right. or 2013 or whatever. So if you even remove that, I think Rembert is kind of a more exciting get because he's young. I don't know. But I'm, like, really sad that he's gone. I'm super excited for him. That's so great. He's literally my favorite living film critic, like, favorite human alive who writes about movies. Mm. But his podcast with Alex Papadimus is, like, one of my favorite podcasts, and it will mm. cease to be. The uh, So You Like Prince Movies podcast. Do You Like podcast. Prince Movies podcast. I'm really sad. Oh, well. <laughs> no, I like Wesley Morris, but he's still going to be writing, and so that's good. He is going to be writing. Is he going to be writing every week? At, when you say when you put at large with editor or critic or something as like the tag in your title, usually it means you're. He is a writer. I mean, why would he? What other capacity would he be useful to the New York Times unless it was writing? No, I definitely think going to write. I just hope he keeps writing as much as he was writing at Grantland. New York Times is a bigger machine. I just hope. Plus, he's, like he's writing so a lot. young. It's not like I mean, he doesn't. He's thirty nine. He's not that young. That's fucking young, man. Is it? <laughs> yeah. Anything for like, yeah, absolutely. I plan on 39? dying at 27. Okay, well, I'm, I'm not going to be there, hopefully. <laughs> so speaking of podcasts wrapping yeah, up. <laughs> right. Time to close up shop. Time to close up shop. Closing up shop episode. I cannot wait. I mean, I can because I never want this to end. Even when you die, I met because I imagine you dying first and me staying young. I yeah. imagine like literally like laying on top of your decomposing corpse, like shoving my blue snowball mic like into your skeletal degrading mouth and recording a podcast while maggots eat you up. Me too. That's how we. <laughs> that's how I vision it too. Yeah, I think that's like the big picture. If we were to yeah. ever be in a meeting with advertisers and they say, "What's the big picture of the Good Friends podcast? The ten-year plan, uh-huh. if you will." That's exactly what I'm going to describe. Uh huh. Like, well, you could like push on my chest cavity to we- to get me to wheeze air out of my uh, decomposing body. Yeah. <laughs> What's the ten-year plan? Um, I think I'll have Jack tell you. <laughs> Need we say more, Pornhub? <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> When's the VR twerk machine supposed to get here? Don't worry. I literally emailed Josh or whatever. <laughs> so I still have yet to hear back. Uh, but Namble will definitely be into a corpse boy yeah, podcast. They might. Just, hey. hack, just hack my legs off and it'll make me look like a boy. Oh, my God. Daddy. <laughs> hack my legs off, Daddy. Should hack I make my that my Twitter off, bio? <laughs> yeah. What's at, your Twitter handle? At Egg Emporium. <laughs> Hack my legs off, Daddy. 
<laughs> hemorrhaging followers. Yeah. <laughs> Let me not be heard. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so good friend of the week, Wesley Morris, who is the greatest. And if anyone who's listening to this does not read his film reviews and is looking for good pieces to read, his reviews of The Help, Tree of Life, and that movie, Let's Be Cops. Do you remember that movie? With yeah. the guy from New Girl and like both guys from New Girl? The Wayans. Yeah, guy. the like yeah. sixth in the royal bloodline that is the Wayans family. Um, his review of that is like really, 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 really tight. It was just a very poorly timed release. It's, it's it was all. a very poorly timed release. The yeah, it was it's a crazy poorly timed release. Like the week of Ferguson. Yeah. <laughs> like this black guy pretending to be a cop with like no. going around like getting drunk. And yeah, weed and, and it's like, bruh, yeah. if only <laughs> no. But yeah, so congrats, Wesley Morris, and um, I'm devastated by. In in my, his... I'll say this: not a huge friend of Rambert. Rambert. You're not a huge fan of Rem. Okay, I yeah. kind of know what you mean. I don't think he's not my favorite. Why do you not like him? He has one. He has a speech impediment. Not that I hate him for that, but he's hard to what? listen to. He has a speech impediment. Yeah, he he. Every once in a while, like on certain words, he'll like he he does that. It like kind of like he'll his tongue will almost get oh, stuck behind whoa. his molars. It's really crazy. I never noticed. He'll that. Be like I was on Air Force One and it was pretty crazy. It was crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's that. It's that. Whoa, Why don't you like that. him? You're just never impressed. Uh, I mean, most of it feels like his pieces that, of his that I've read on Grantland are infrequent, and then they also incorporate way too much like crappy cell phone camera picture that I took. Yeah, I agree. His his writing is a know. bit more. Um, it's more scattered. Yeah, and, it's less polished. Yeah. Which is like the thing about Wesley Morris. Like, there was always a sense for me that like he was kind of the smartest guy in the room with a lot of these people he's talking with. Like, mm. I always thought, and that he could be, I don't know, that if if anybody was going to, like, go on to, like, the Times in a way, it would, yeah, like, maybe true. be him. Right. But, yeah, Rembrandt is definitely that sort of bloggy voice. But he also did set the sort of, like, scale of Grantland, because he got big off of those pop culture brackets, which in, like, a weird way yeah. is kind of, like, Grantland's, not their calling card, but, like, a pretty great visual of, the of their brand. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's so true. who's your who's your good friend? Uh, my good friend of the week is, uh, the, uh, uh the, uh, um, <laughs> What? What? You don't have one? Are you joking? No, the football. I'll say the football. Football's the football? back. It's football season. Oh my god, I thought football. you meant a football. Like, a football. a football with googly eyes and, like, a wig. No, no, no. The football's back in season, and it's all in full swing, and all the violence is back, and... I Love keep thinking violence. about how, like, <clears throat> like, I keep thinking about how people are talking about, um, like, gun violence and stuff, right? Yeah. I don't think guns are the problem. I think there's just weird, dormant violence in, like, American culture. And I think that if you took away guns instead of gun deaths, there'd be just, like, stabbing deaths. You think? <laughs> yeah, I, I really which is do. So, which is so much more horrific in my mind. <laughs> Right. Like, a, like every year there being just a bunch of stabbings. <laughs> yeah, I really do. And it's like, I, I just like, like using football as an example. There's so many, after every, every single Sunday, there's always like 12 videos on Deadspin about fans beating the shit out of each other because, right. of, because of football. Right. <laughs> Even if the so, news was good. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's true. just. The Niners won their first game, and then, like, the first headline I saw the next morning was, like, 
Niners fan beats the shit out of Vikings fan in parking lot after the game. Several ambulances called. It's like, oh right. my god. No, I mean, totally. I mean, America mm. definitely has a history of, um, I don't know, exploiting the poor and using them as <laughs> ways of building an empire out of complete animalistic violence. That is the so. groundwork for football. So you're a little bit right. Let's go football. Football. Guess who's voting for Trump? Brady. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, I saw that. That's embarrassing. That's embarrassing. <laughs> Oh, wait, you wanted to know my real good friend of the week? What? <laughs> Twist. My real good friend of the week is South Park for premiering their 19th season yesterday. Oh, my God, Muslim holy number. I advise everybody to go watch their season premiere. Is it's it hot? very good. It's very funny. Oh, my God, I'm obsessed. 19 years, that's no joke. That's a lot. They have hot takes on uh, Caitlyn Jenner. Oh, God. They have hot takes on PC culture, and they have hot takes on the deflate gate. Damn. Get into it. It's pretty good. I mean, after seeing how they put one episode together, I'm impressed. It's such it's really a shit funny. show. And this episode is really good. Mamma mia. I'm excited. So, good for them. 19 years. Should they be a sponsor? Nambla and South Park? I would love it for <laughs> South Park to be a sponsor. I think you would especially appreciate the PC part. You think so? Yeah. Why? Because they make fun of people that are too PC. Yeah, but they do it. Uh, the per- they they like have this person who is kind of like the personified like PC police, and it's like <laughs> it's like this big buff white frat bro. Oh my god, that's amazing. Yeah. That is not who I think of as like the visual PC police, but now that I think of it, that is like definitely the funniest way to go about it. Right. That kind of like whoa whoa not cool. Yeah. <laughs> not cool, bro. Not cool, bro. That's really funny. Hehehe. <laughs> Go I, South I would, Park. Yeah, I'm going to link you to this YouTube cut up. This is like a sped up version of it, but... Nasty. Just so, just so, even if you click it in a little bit, I feel like I won. You won? Yeah. <laughs> well, congrats to um, Trey and Matt. A couple of nasty dotties. Trey and Matt, yeah, thanks. Thanks guys. thanks, guys, for just being And I guess football, because I still do love football, even though it's really violent. I mean, one of us needs to rep sports, so I'm glad yeah. it'd be you. It's still entertaining. It's entertaining, but it's not horrifying. <laughs> right. So we should go. Okay. Because I want to watch this clip. <laughs> which is, yeah, I gotta... From what I can tell, is that the head of a penis being drawn on? What? What, what am I about? looking at in this image, in this like thumbnail of this Caitlyn Jenner video? Oh, oh no! That's just the. the I don't is that know. someone's butt? That, no, it's like the picture of the woman who uploaded it. But I, oh, maybe it is someone's butt. I'm not no, sure. No, that's an animated image. <laughs> oh, I don't <laughs> know PC, what you're looking like at. Brand, oh, it's on the Skype thing. Oh yeah, um, I can't see that. It part. looks like the head of a, like the weird base or head of a penis with PC. Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. Give a little time for the child within you Don't be afraid to be young and free Undo the locks and throw away the keys And take off your shoes and socks and run Run through the meadow and scare up the milking cows Run down the beach kicking clouds of sand Walk a windy weather day, feel your face blow away Stop and listen, love you